0: Welcome to the Pantheon Network and the I'm In Love With That Song podcast. I'm your host, Brad Page. Now, I know, I know tensions are high, we're all feeling stressed out, but don't let the world get you down. You made it another day. You're still here, and that's cause for celebration. So what are you waiting for? I just want to celebrate with Rare Earth.
1: I just want to celebrate.
0: Motown Records was the home to the greatest roster of black artists in history. Stevie Wonder, Diana Ross, Marvin Gaye, Smokey Robinson, The Temptations, the list goes on. But Motown also had a small stable of white artists, though none of them were particularly successful. The the Rustics, the Dalton Boys, the Underdogs, none of them made a dent in the charts. Until they signed Rare Earth. Originally, they called themselves The Sunlighters, forming in 1960, playing shows around their hometown of Detroit. By 1968, they changed their name to Rare Earth because they thought it sounded cooler. They released one album on Verve Records, but that was a flop. And then Motown came calling. Motown was struggling to get any traction for their white artists, so they decided to set up a separate label just for these groups. At the time they signed Rare Earth, they didn't even have a name for this new label yet. So the band half-jokingly said, well, why don't you name the label after us? And Motown said, okay. So Rare Earth, the band, started recording for Rare Earth, the record label. Their first album for the new label was Get Ready, released in 1969. It included cover versions of Tobacco Road, Traffic's Feelin' Alright, and Train to Nowhere by Savoy Brown. But the centerpiece of the album was the title cut, a 21-minute powerhouse jam on the Smokey Robinson classic, Get Ready. Rare Earth had developed a sound that was equal parts rock and R&B, but initially... The album didn't sell that well. For the first six months, it went nowhere. Then, a DJ in Washington, D.C. started playing it, and it caught on. First on black stations, and then white audiences caught on, too. And they had a hit on their hands. Next, Motown tried to partner them with Stevie Wonder to produce their next record. But when that didn't work out, they started all over again with Norman Whitfield as producer. We've spoken about Norman Whitfield before. Check out our episodes on The Temptations and Edwin Starr. Whitfield was the king of psychedelic soul, and his recordings always had a harder edge than typical Motown, so he was the perfect choice to helm their next record. That second album, called Ecology, included a cover of Eleanor Rigby and their version of I Know I'm Losing You, which became their next big hit in 1970. The following year, 1971, the band returned to the studio to work on their next album. But at the time, the song that was to become their most enduring hit wasn't even on the agenda. Nick Zessis and Dino Fakari were songwriters, both Greek-Americans, who were working for Motown as staff writers and producers. They would sit in a room and try to come up with new songs all day, every day. On this particular day... Rare Earth came to the studio to work on another song, but when they heard the new song these two guys just came up with, they dropped that other song and went right into the studio to record this new track. They recorded I Just Want to Celebrate in one night. All the vocals and instruments done in one day. Think of how many times you've heard this song, all the dozens of movies, TV shows and commercials it's been used in, how this song has lasted and they banged it out over a few hours after they heard it for the first time. That is inspiration. The track features Gil Bridges on brass and woodwinds, Ray Monette on guitar, Mark Olson on keyboards, John Persh on bass, Ed Guzman on congas, and Pete Rivera plays drums and was also their lead singer. Most of the band also contributes the backing vocals. The song opens with a cymbal crash and a distorted guitar chord that sounds to me like it's being fed into a tape echo, and then by cranking up the repeats, you can cause it to feed back into itself, which then creates this crazy, almost out-of-control sound. Okay, that's the main riff, and what a great riff it is too, it's super funky. Along with the drums, there's a tambourine and congas in the right channel. There's the bass and two guitars playing the same riff, one pan to the left, one to the right. song begins with the chorus, and then there's that first verse. I put my faith in the people, but the people let me down, so I turn the other way and I carry on anyhow. You know, this song gets treated like it's just a good time party anthem, but it's more than that. This verse is almost political. There's a lot being said in just those few lines, if you think about it. That gets us back to the chorus, which is sung over the main riff. And like all great funk songs, the instrumentation is sparse. The guitar and bass are leaving plenty of space for the drums and the vocal.
1: I put my faith in the people, but the people let me down. So I t-
0: Let's listen into what the band is playing behind the vocals on the verse. It's a variation on the main riff, not quite the same thing. Let's get a closer listen to how they tweak it for the verses. There's a tiny little guitar lick in the right channel just before the chorus. Let's see if we can hear that better back to the chorus
1: I just
0: Spend a little more time with this section. Here's the background vocals with the backing track. And here's just the lead vocal.
1: Don't let it all get you down, no, no. Don't let it turn you around and around and around and around and around.
0: Next up is a great little wah guitar solo by Ray Monette. let's go back and listen to Pete Rivera's vocal track on that verse
1: well I can't be bothered with sorrow and I can't be bothered with hate no no I'm using up my time by feeling fine every day yeah
0: in this next part I love the trade-off between the guitar and the lead vocal
1: I just want to celebrate
0: Okay, this is where it starts to get a little trippy. Norman Whitfield injecting some of his psychedelic soul influence. Let's first check out the band and the backing vocals, without the lead vocal on top. Listen to the bass. The backing vocals start tight, but start to intentionally fall out of sync at the end. Both the guitar and the organ are creating feedback in opposite channels. Now let's go back to the lead vocal and see what Pete Rivera is singing on
1: top of all of that. Don't let it turn you around and around and around and around and around around. Don't go round.
0: Let's put it back together and listen to the whole thing. Listen for the ah in the background. Ah! There's a cool little keyboard bit here. I Just Want to Celebrate by Rare Earth. This was the last big hit for Rare Earth. They released a few more albums and recorded at least one more classic tune, Hey Big Brother, but never reached these heights again. In 1974, they had a pretty acrimonious split with singer and drummer Pete Rivera. A few of the original members have passed away since then. But Gil Bridges is still out there keeping Rare Earth alive. Their last album was in 2008. So why do some songs persist years after their sell-by date might have passed, when most people couldn't even name the artist who recorded the song? This song constantly turns up in pop culture. It was played in the final episode of Six Feet Under. It's turned up in movies from Three Kings to Land of the Lost. And it's been used in commercials for everything from Ford to AT&T to Nicoderm patches. When a song gets to that point, it's easy to discount it. But I challenge you to listen to it fresh, to hear it the way the band first heard it when they walked into that Motown studio, heard those two guys writing it and said, we got to record that one now. This is not just a song about partying. This is about overcoming, about getting to live one more day. One more day to make things right. One more day to love the people in your life. Or one more day to find new love. Where there's life, there's hope. And that's worth celebrating. Thanks for joining me. I always appreciate it. And I love hearing your feedback. You can find the show on Facebook. Just search for the I'm in love with that song podcast. You can send email to love that song podcast at gmail.com or just check out the website. lovethatsongpodcast.com where all our previous episodes can be found. This show is part of the Pantheon podcast network home to tons of great music podcasts. Be sure to check them all out when you get a chance. I'll be back again in two weeks with a new episode. Until then, stay positive. Thanks for celebrating with us on this show. Remember to support the artist and the music you love by buying, downloading, or streaming it from your favorite music source.
1: I just want to say-